0: Hello. All right. Okay, so can you hear me? Yeah, hello.
1: Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I I hear you now, I'm sorry.
0: All righty, So uh, yeah, let's just uh let's let's kick it off. Alright, so feel free How's to good? introduce yourself to the world.
1: Well, hey world, my name is DJ I go by the name of DJ M. Um I'm a DJ out here in New York City, representing the Boogie Down Bronx. I've been DJing for about five plus years now. But I actually have another, I guess ten, fifteen. When I was younger, DJing, so I've been DJing for a little bit of time now, and I'm out here just trying to make a difference, changing the way music sounds, changing the way people look at music, and just trying to make something change and be different.
0: Wow. So, so you, it sounds like you've been DJing for a long time. So I just want to ask you, you know, what was your upbringing like in New York with a? Uh, you know, just overall of the, the hip hop culture, graffiti culture, DJ culture, do you feel like it just sucked you in to the point like you just you had to be a part of it? Yeah, man,
1: everybody had um well I grew up in the early nineties, um, pretty much everybody back then had like a crew or uh, like some type of um uh, bad like B boys they would call them like a like a break dance crew or you was either dancing or you was rapping or you were uh DJing. So the DJs were their uh maybe the prime focus of the group. If you had a, a really dope DJ, then you could have a, a really dope MC And because the DJ made the MC. And if the DJ made the song, the song was hot. If the DJ produced the song, it's even better. Um, a lot of people got known by the DJ. So growing up in the Bronx, um, it was just so much history being made at that time you know this is before the jay-z's and i mean it was just a lot of era of hip-hop growing up and i, I was in that neighborhood the region group of that same region where hip-hop pretty much you know was founded at so you just see the parties and you just get sucked into trying to be what the um, other people were other mcs were other b-boys
0: other other djs were wow so, in this time, what DJs do you think had the biggest influence on you, like, in this time period? Do you, do you, can you think of uh, a few, or do you have, like, a yeah, yeah, the big three, it was always
1: a big three. was DJ uh, Cool, uh, Red Alert. DJ Red Alert was definitely on the radios doing it big. DJ Cool Hurt, he was doing it big with the house parties. Um, Grandmaster Flash, one of my um, good guys, good friends. Met him a couple of times. Oh, he was shit. really, really big, really, really big and um what you call it, like the real like house parties, and then he would do like the um, street parties, like in the park. Then I had um, African band I never really went to a lot of Zulu Nation parties, but I, I've I've been to one or two, and it's been um it's really insane how many people follow African band from that side of you know the Bronx whatever. So everybody was really much had their own section, and you know you either rep your neighborhood. So my neighborhood was like uh, Grand Re- Grandmaster Flash and that team. I was the neighborhood out of South Bronx I I grew up at, so I was up in that neighborhood and you know, the serious five and all those dudes and then you had so many DJs and uh, people that were trying to come up under Flash, but you know, they, they when Flash got on, you definitely know a difference. So just the way you do things, the mechanics, the science behind it, it was just really fascinating to see that stuff at a young age.
0: Now, I, I just want to ask you, because you're a DJ, you know, and I, I've explained it on the podcast before, but I don't feel like I could do it enough justice, but are you, I know you're probably familiar with the crayon technique.
1: Oh, yeah, actually, <laughs> the crayon, I'm not, I only got familiar with it until I watched that movie, um, the miniseries Get Out, Get Up, I'm sorry, Uh-oh, I'm sorry, get To Get down. down, Yeah, to Get Down on Netflix, because I've heard of it, like, before when I was younger, but wasn't really like, knew about it until I watched that show and then I was like, wow, okay, that makes, you know, pure sense. That's yeah. exactly, exactly how
0: that works. I, I didn't learn about it until that TV show as well. I think yeah. it was that in documentary where I'm like, wait, they were fucking using the crayon? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how the hell you
1: use a, use a crown with a record? That doesn't make sense. He made, like, that invention that he designed the way he, des- he did that is pretty much the way every DJ... Use Q marks now, and um, we just don't have to use crowns anymore. No Everything's digital, but that is something that he designed, and I'm pretty sure there was like other DJs that learned it later on. But um, that Ooh. life was rough, man. Like you had a record, and you had to play the record, and you had to bring your first. You had to bring your records all to the the venue, then you have to find certain cuts and stuff that you like, and then you have to put those in a certain re- uh, crate. And then you have that crate ready to go. You had a guy handing you music, and it is right on the cut side, which is the side where everything is. And they would put stickers or crowns, like the crown mark, right on the first first beat, which is like the one. And then that's like a hot cue, if you want to call it that state. And it's just amazing that they were doing it like that back then manually. And we got like so privileged now that <laughs> you never have to even worry about that. you know. It makes DJing way easier. But it was, and these guys were killing parties back then and it was still like, wow, we didn't know all the work they were doing just to make a party. <laughs> in,
0: in your opinion, like what do you think has changed the most about being a DJ? Like what, what is, what is the number one thing? I mean, I, of course like the technology, but what, what do you think has changed the game a lot? I think the respect level of DJing, the art of really DJing
1: changed a lot. Um, Explain more. Like, well, the DJ, like I said before, was the main source of, to better word word it, the gateway of music. So if an artist made a song, the song maybe might have broke on the radio once or twice. But if it's not playing in the clubs and only playing on the radios, then... It's not really getting a lot of you know avenues and listens uh, spins back then. They didn't have the internet, so the only way to really spin music was either let the DJ play it. Now the DJ would go to the store and he would find well, hip hop. I guess he would go to the store and find artists that were of the you know seventies, eighties, maybe early sixties or whatever. To revamp the, the sounds, the beats, and have someone like rhyming on them or whatever, and. He made a whole new song from a new from an old song, so he created music like that type of music in a different way of doing it. Hold on for one. Sorry. So the DJ, yeah, the DJ was pretty much like the main source of music. Because again, if the DJ didn't play the song and your song was all the DJ said, yeah, this this song is not working. We're not gonna play it then no one played that song. And your song is just on the shelf with a bunch of other songs that has been there for years and years called The Dinosaur Graveyard. So the DJ was a main influence of music back then, the hip-hop. Now the DJ is a guy that can get on the controller or even the laptop because these guys are doing the laptop thing, which shout-out to those guys too. Hard. And I would think it's really hard to you know, do that on digital where you just – DJing off a laptop, which is a lot of guys doing that now, but Spotify and iTunes and um, Apple Music, Title, SoundCloud, all mm-hmm. these like streaming websites now have DJs, automated DJs. So they're trying to get replaced. Like the DJ, they don't really need the DJ. There's clubs that have soft DJ software where they have mixes already, and they can put like, an iPod or, you know, music from iTunes or whatever, or you from, like, a streaming website, and it blends the song just like if there was a real DJ there. Mm. So, like, the DJ is really running out. Like, it's running out of time. So it's, like, it's time to create what we used to have and, like, balance that to what we have now and make something new. Or the DJ eventually is going to be obsolete just like technology is taking over everything, you know?
0: So it's like, that's like the route things are going down. Like they always, they have a program where it's almost like an AI that can just do what the DJ would yeah. usually do?
1: They have it. They have it, man. It's already out. They have a lot of restaurants have them. Um, some clubs will starting to integrate to have them. And it's actually cheaper. A DJ will cause, I, I, I call it push-button push DJs will have a guy come up and say, Yeah, I will spend at your club for a hundred dollars. So then he's just spinning a bunch of music, not knocking DJs, we're just saying this is the types of DJs. Here's spin music. And that would be that. So I'll rather just get a program to spin and do the same thing he's doing, save my hundred dollars, maybe invest excuse <clears> me, <throat> three hundred dollars into the software, never have to pay another DJ again and it sounds better than the push button DJ. You know what I'm saying? So 'cause this is what what's going on. The DJs that have more experiences are suffering harder because, you know, people don't want to pay for quality, the sound, the personality. They just want to play they want somebody to spin music and have a lot of people in the club drink have drinks and you know, that's how it is. That's just the business of you know, nightclub and all that. But in the DJ aspect, for me, for what I've seen now, I don't just go to a club and DJ. We don't I don't do that. I go and I bring an experience. So, like, my direct um, mixtapes I have, The Tenues Continues and um, Volume 1 and 2, I have a radio show called the DJ Moffa Experience. Every time I touch a club, I am on tour. That's what I say. I'm uh on-tour DJ because I tour different venues, different functions, because I'm going to give you an experience. Like, if you watch maybe, like, a comedy show or if you go to Vegas and watch an act in Vegas, because that's the what a DJ has to be now. You have to bring a brand. You have to bring a brand that's different so that the the, the club owners will continue to book you. Because if you keep playing the um, cheaper dollar and I'll, I'll DJ your club for free, or and then i just push a bunch of buttons and just be cool, take a couple of photos and things are grand, they're going to absolutely, absolutely, um, absolutely, um, absolute us. I'm um, assuming obsolete us. And they won't need us anymore. And then it will be a whole other wave of technology that's going to storm that, just like the wave of technology that took from the 80s to now that has stormed over the music industry, you know. That's just a little bit of what I think.
0: I mean, in a sense, it's like, you know, like a DJ like <clears throat> you, you know, someone who really prides himself in their craft yeah. is, is like an endangered species, you know, would you say like? Literally.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's a great way of looking at it.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's, it's tough because, like, at points, you know, I don't know, it's, it's like this weird thing because I can feel that way about, like, really real MCs or, like, those in the standard species, too. But I yeah. I never really looked at it from the DJ angle as much. But then, like, when you look at, like, oh, the, the AI that they're using to, to spin these records, I mean, I guess, like, yeah, like, that, that's cool for a night. You know, it's cool for certain things. But if you go to an experience, right, you want to go see an experience, like, let's say you go see Nas, you want to see him right. with the live band. You want to see him with the DJ. Right. You want to
1: see him with the You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I will, that's what I would want to see. You know, I want to see a show. I don't want to just go to hear some music and drink some drinks and get totally wasted. I mean, now I'm of age, we don't do that no more. But, you know, there's still <laughs> a group that grows up, and they're like 21 and up group, you know, they're still trying to experience life and learn that. Well, you go to a club. <coughs> Pardon me for a minute. I'm sorry. I have a real bad cold. Um, they go to the club and yeah, I hear you. And they um, you have to start showing them now what is a DJ. The DJ have to come to the other levels. Like EDM DJs have an experience. They got it. They got the understanding of it. The um Stephen is the Calvin Harriss These guys got it. They understand that I can make my own music. I can produce my own music. I don't get paid now to go to a club and DJ other people's music. So they come to get my experience. And this is what other DJs got to fall in the wave on because, again, those guys are getting, like, Vegas venues and residencies, and people are coming by the boatloads to, to like, look at them. And DJs are now celebrities. Khaled, if Khaled touched foot in any club, regardless, he's a million dollars better. And he may spin a couple of songs, but he's bringing his experience, you know what I'm saying, his style of music and his style. So that's why I say it's always good to go in the, in the studio and learn your craft, learn, your, learn the DJ, learn the art of DJ, and learn where it started from, learn the history of it to be a better DJ. And then you take that, learn the basics, the, the fundamentals of everything, and then you create your own brand to become a better DJ. And then you now take that DJ and you create a brand. And the brand you create is that brand that will take you to Vegas and have your sell out show every single night because that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm trying to do that now, you know, and it's working little by little. It's uh, slowly working. I get booked for shows. I get booked for venues. I get booked for um, various, like, uh, parties and baby showers. And everywhere I go, I'm exactly the same as an experience. Like, this guy, my is a live, energetic, wild character that just loves to have fun and blast you with hits you never had before heard of before or hit you with hits that you forgot of. That's my brand, and it works. It's been working so far,
0: you know. So we'll see. See how far it goes. (laughs) See how far it is, and see where it takes me. What do you think? um, You know, like since you've been DJing for such a long time, like, like for you, like, what do you think is like the best element for you specifically when you DJ? Like, what kind of gatherings do you like to do? Do you like the nightclub scene, or do you like the like, because, like, you told me that you, you performed outside, like, in the park, or do you like, like, the open kind of, like, block party scene?
1: Well, the block party scene is a whole nother vibe. That's – um, I really never really, like, DJed – well, I did one block – well, I did flea markets and block parties, like, twice. But um, that's a whole nother vibe. I still do the same exact routine kind of, sort of. But um, I prefer more, um, like, private events, like uh, Sweet Sixteens, Weddings – Um, those type of events, because you can kind of find where the client would like to be, excuse me, I'm sorry. And what, um, aspect of entertainment they want. Some people like the last, uh, party, I did a, I think it was a 65 year old party, like a guy was turning 65, that big party from New Jersey. And, um, they asked the clients, asked, you know, to play all the oldies and just make it live and fun. So when I got there, I used to, learn to just had early libraries and stuff crates set up. Played stuff that he liked to hear, all the playlists that he wanted to hear. And then around it was like a four hour gig, so like around maybe the two and a half, three hour, or going on to that almost hour into the you know, over to over, just totally went into my mode. And then it was like, Wow. They've been calling me ever since. I have not I've been getting I've been pretty much booked for almost half of the summer already with just them people in that party because they want exactly for their parties that they have coming up, the same thing I got going on. So it's like you take what you have and what you know, and then you bring that extra so that people can continually know who you are. And I said, this is a a totally different type of genre of music. I like the people I was playing music for. They pretty much didn't want to hear hip hop, but <clears throat> I didn't force it on them. But then after a while, they just, they wanted to hear the old school like the old-school hip-hop, they wanted to have fun, they wanted to be real playful, real young, energetic, because there's a lot of older people here. Everybody left there sweating. No one left tired. Everybody left tired and sweating, and I love it. Everyone had a great time. They had a ball, and I made them feel... One lady told me that I made her feel like she was, like, um, 25, 30 again. That's a a beautiful feeling, you know what I'm saying, to be amongst people that you can never met in your life, but you, you shared such a great time of their life with them that they really re- reenacted their youth through you, which is awesome. And just, let's just keep this, that's why I just try to keep doing things like that. That's why I like private events better. Club scene is the same thing, though, but it's just a little bit more energy and um, a little bit more crazy because I just be doing some bugged-out stuff. Sometimes I just say stuff, and make people laugh while I'm a little bit of comedy. And I do a whole bunch of stuff. You just got to come
0: to one of the shows. <laughs> I'd love to come to one. I'd love to come to one of your shows, man. It sounds like you really are packaging a whole entire experience.
1: i bro. Yeah, I would definitely. is definitely something new. It's fun, man. I just love to have fun and love to entertain people and I love to. I love people having smiles on their face because the world is so depressing and so much stuff going on and the, the way the world is shaped, it's like it's designed for us not to smile. We should. We should just try to, you know, grin through it you know, and try to muscle through it. But when you come with me, you have to laugh. We have to party. We have to have a good time. And we got to go home safe, you know. Everybody got to be safe going home by it too. That's so. true. guess a little different DJ than normal, but, you know,
0: we got it together somewhat, I guess. Still working on some kinks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing, like, with someone like you who, who's actually taking time in the craft, like, you're naturally going to build up a following. Because my thing is, like, marketing is great. But it's like you—you mm-hmm. you, marketing should always like definitely be a component. But it's like if you don't really practice your craft, it's like you don't have anything to market. You don't have anything right. special to bring. I think that's the issue. But what it's I like true. about you is like you—you're you, you're saying like you bring an experience to get people dancing. Because I've seen DJs where it's like no one is dancing, no one is really having fun, and it's like they—they they just seem like they don't give a shit. And it's like, it's like you—yeah, you paid, but gotta get this shit going.
1: Got to get it going. I mean, it's a lot of crowd participation. Sometimes you just got to get up, put on a, on an autopilot, and just have a color. I have an autopilot uh, mix, a little secret. Autopilot mix is a mix with a bunch of hits, maybe about six, five or six hits. And I'll get on a dance floor. I'll grab three, four people. I usually find, like, the, like, an older lady, maybe in her 50s or 60s, and I'll grab her. She on the floor. If she has a husband with her, I'll then grab him and we'll do a three party, like a three dance around each other and have you know, like a do si do type thing. And then I'll leave, and go grab somebody else. I'll start a party if it need be. And then you have to do those things. You have to interact with your audience, you know. And then everybody should leave feeling the same way that they was was expecting to go to the party filling. They're feeling like oh, I'm going to go to this party, going to eat, going to say happy birthday, and then we're going to go on home. Okay, cool. That's what you came to do. But when you see me, we come to go have fun, and I'm gonna take you back to your youth. And that's how I can go from I can play hip hop to like right now, 2019 current hits, all the way to the 50s. Um, we just can rock out, <laughs> Chubby Checkers, the you know. Frank Sinatra's—it didn't matter. You just whatever, whatever genre we have to find to find it that to touch something that makes you remember what you used to feel like when you were younger, or whatever. If you feel where you feel now, or that's what we go for. That's why I like private parties a little bit better too, because you kind of can, you can maneuver through that, you know. Clubs, you got to play all the latest hottest hits, and you know, you kind of go through that, you know,
0: motion, but. Does it ever get really monotonous when, you when like, you hear, like, the same hits over and over where it's, like, I, I mean, they, they call them hits, you know, but it's, like, a visual point, it feels like you get ho- hit over the head too much, but, like, the mm-hmm. same song. Like, do, do you ever just, like, because, like, have you ever just, like, been to so many events where it's, like, oh, yep, here this goes, here this goes, you know, like, it just kind of becomes, like, instinct?
1: Well, pretty much every time you walk off a set, you're really playing the same songs over and over again. It's just the way you arrange it, I guess, you know. Um, yeah. That's exactly what they are. Hits, like you said, when they hit you over the head over and over and over again. They play them on the radio so much, and then you get tired of listening to them. So you're like, well, I have no other choice but to listen to it, so I'm just going to listen. And you eventually get so sucked into the song that when you do go to the club and you hear it, you're going up the charts for it because you're like, oh, my God, I couldn't wait for this song to happen. It's like, like, like brainwashing you to listen to the song over and over again. But you can flip and switch a song around. You can blend a song. You can mix it with a different, take that beat and switch it with another song or another lyric from a song, and you can just kind of create something new. You know, sometimes it's just good to be simple. Sometimes it's good to be energetic. But the crowd determines that. Like, you just got to figure out where everybody's head is at in the crowd, which is kind of hard every now and then. Um, but you make it work, you know, and you just try to do the best you can. So, you know, every party is not going to be a rocked-out party. You can't rock the crowd every night, and that's just a guarantee fact, 100%. Anybody listening now that listens to the podcast and you're a DJ and you went to a party and you, like, totally epically fell, meaning you played all the right hits, you did everything right, but no one was dancing, it happens. It happens. Sometimes be like that. Don't let that discourage you. Cause it discouraged me when I first started back DJing, and um, I just I was trying to figure out what to do. I was set up in this night trying to go on the internet to re and relearn. And re- There's nothing you can do to sharpen and relearn. Just gotta keep getting in there, keep getting gigs, keep booking them. You gotta do a couple free gigs first to start off. Do it. You know, charge the like least possible rate that won't hurt your pockets and won't be too much of um, an undercut for you as a DJ value your worth, and then, like, just sharpen your tooth shed from there, you know, and that's, that's the best advice I can say, you know, from a DJ perspective.
0: You know, you're really, you're really dropping an awesome playbook for DJs out here, you know, that's really, like, I really appreciate this interview, because it's, it's like, I've interviewed rappers, but it's, like, to me, like, the people that, who don't really, in, in hip-hop, I feel like, who have been kind of put in the background, who are very important, are, like, the DJs, Sound engineers, like the people who really help make hip hop, hip hop, like or right. even the D, like to me, like the DJ is is the is probably the originator of hip hop. Like without DJs, we wouldn't have hip hop, we wouldn't have rappers. People forget. Whatever like, rappers. Rappers, are, are right. rappers are a Rappers are trickle down effect from what the DJ did, right? Like that's just how I feel. That's one hundred percent. One hundred percent. You know. So, I just want to ask you, too, like, since you've done all these shows, like, is is there one story in your head that sticks out where you're like, oh, this shit is wild? Or do you have, do you just have, like, anything that sticks out in your head while you were DJing? Any stories? Is any anything funny or just interesting um, that just happened while you were on stage? Let's see. Uh, hmm. Interesting. I'm
1: trying to think of a good one. Well, um, you mean, like, something, like, just was really bizarre or something that was, like, an like epic fail
0: type thing? All the above. Just something that stands out. Like, it could have been weird, bizarre, crazy, like, funny. It could have just been downright strange. You could... I got <laughs> one. it is.
1: I had to do a one-year-old birthday party once. And um, this is when I, like, initially started initially started going back DJing about two years ago. Two, three years. About two years ago now. No, three. about no, three. And, um... So I'm at the one-year-old party, so again, they, the client's give me a list, playlist, and I go off the playlist first. So that everybody has familiar songs that they like and they want to hear and, you know, so on. So people were dancing and then going back to, to their seats. And I was trying to figure out the age group in there <clears throat> pretty much was so very diverse. It was uh, from maybe 12 to... Well, you can say from three, age three, to like maybe, say, 71, 72. So people were all scattered around. And then the nationalities of everybody was all different. So I had maybe some uh, Caucasians. I had some African-Americans. I had some Chinese. I had some um, Spanish people, Latin American people. And it was just really diverse. So... To kind of bridge the gap with everybody, I was like, I don't know. I'm starting to run out of songs to play because I would do like three songs in this genre to see if someone would pick up and like that then three songs in this genre.
0: So I had a lot of head knobs.
1: You know, everybody nodding their head, bopping their head. they enjoying the music, but they're not really dancing. So I put on Cardi B. That's when uh, the first when she first came out with, um, I think it was Bodak Yellow. I played the clean version. This old lady, she had to be like... I'll give her seventy. Got up and she was just you on me, you got you the balls and she started like mimicking like she she was Cardi B. And I thought that was like the biggest culture shock because I, and I got on the mic real fast. I said, If she can do that, everybody can do it and I played that song like three times back to back so everybody got on the floor. And then like she was the initiated party starter. So after everything was over, I came to her and I talked, I said, Thank you so much She kinda Started the party and she got the party going. It was going good, and then um, you know we, everybody ended the party. But then after that, I got like time. We I talked to her. I said, oh, "Thank you again. You know, you was an initial party starter and you helped me out." She said, like, "You know, I love Cardi B. So she is awesome." And I was from the Bronx, so I had to represent. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's like, she's super old, dude. And it's, it's, it's like she was so cute because she she really really genuinely loved music. And I know that Cardi B was not, like, maybe one of her first choices to listen to music with, but just the fact that she knew that music, you know what I'm saying, and she loved it so much that she had the, like, the courage to get up and just dance. Um, It was really, like, something that really stuck out, I think, in my mind. Um, It's something, like, really wild, bizarre. Like, I've never seen nothing like that before.
0: Bridging of the gap. That's really awesome. Yeah, because yeah. damn, a 70, 70 year old woman, I can just imagine that getting up for Cardi B. I mean, that's, that's you, yeah. amazing. That
1: was totally amazing. I was so like, I didn't know what to do. And, and I, I guess, you know, another thing too, audiences, um, audience are DJ. Everybody's is DJ. I don't care if they say they're not professionally or whatever, everyone's a DJ. Because if you went to a club once or twice, you know what songs the DJ gonna play that you like to dance to, so you just already know the songs in your head. Or it's automatic. It's subconsciously drilled in your mind. Every song that you like, everyone loves music. Bottom line, so every song you like, it's already drilled into your head. You wait for that one song to come on, and initially, that's when it all begins. Either the head knob or you actually get up dancing. So anybody can DJ. It's just this fact of how you arrange the way the music is, and the way people would start to perceive it. It's like telling a story. <clears throat> Excuse me, sending them down, um, sending them down a, a, a storyline. And at the end of the storyline, it's like a big roller coaster. You're just super high energy, and you're way up there, and then you just go in this big drop, and it just comes down. Everybody's calm, and then now the party's done. That's it. It's over. But if you tell the story and it's like up and down, up and down, but you're kind of doing up and down, and it goes higher and higher and higher. It usually is a, it's never it never fails, man. And you can get each crowd and each genre and each nationality and um, each age group to participate in things, you know, which is cool, man. It's cool. It it, it bummed me out again when you first start out. You don't really know. And I wish there was somebody on the internet that DJs, they say these things on the internet, but they don't really go into detail. Why? I wish there was that guy on YouTube. I might make a video behind this just because to say that, because DJs need, starting DJs need to hear that. Like, don't be bummed out because that little old lady's out there sitting there waiting for Cardi B-Slow to come on
0: to get off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, it, go, it, go, it goes to show that anyone can really like anything, and, you know. It's yeah. Like, it's a beautiful thing. It's not. It's like that's the thing about music. I believe that music is. I don't care. You know, like what, what your race is, nationality. You know, there. It's just like music is just something that connects with all people. You know, it's just how it is. It doesn't matter where you're from. It connects most people. Like, sure, like there's cultural differences and all that, but I think everyone, like, dancing is, like, a universal language. It is. It is. It means a lot. I you know, I just wanted to ask, you, you know, like, since, since you've been, like, a hip-hop fan, like, you know, you've been DJing for so long, like, what's in what's in your personal playlist? What does your personal playlist look like when you're not, like, at work? Like, let's say whatever, like, you know, you're driving around. Like, well, what are you playing in your car? You true Um... I have to feel hip-hop in order for me to play it because I usually play
1: neo-soul I'm a neo-soul guy I'm more of an R&B neo-soul kind of guy I never really like don't get me wrong I like today's hip-hop you know like the beats the beats are I'm a producer I'm a musician first I play music all my life piano keyboard um, organ bass drums all my life I was a musician before I even DJ'd so I was always big on like jazz and like R&B and neo-soul so normally I will listen to neo-soul music, kind of chill, laid-back R&B. Um, if the feeling arises where I want to maybe feel that trap time and feel like I, I want to be in a trap mode, per se, where you listen to tra- trap music, per se, if you want, I'll throw a little bit of it on, but really, do I ever do it. I really, I might listen to some old hip-hop like Biggie or Nas or some old Jay-Z, um, you know, stuff in my era, Smith & Weston. Um, I might go back to time Wu-Tang if I'm feeling that. But usually 9 out of 10, either it's reggae, and I'm talking about the reggae, like old school, old school, old school reggae, um, 90s and under. Or maybe like roots reggae, which is like that raw Jamaican smoke super-duper weed too, and you sit there and meditate all day type reggae. That's my assessment in my playlist
0: right now. Fuck yeah, man. No, the, I think that, I, I just think that helps sharpen your sword even more, you know? Because, like, that's just a wider array of sounds, like, you can just add to your, you know, your arsenal. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, you always, like, you always need to be ready, especially, you know, if you're a DJ, you gotta, you always have to evolve and, and just change. Like, you know, I, I guess, like, do you think, like, evolution is probably a big piece of being a musician, being willing to try new things?
1: Absolutely, you have to. Nothing stays forever. Um That's true. I'm sorry I was like eating while I was like in the middle of the- I was eating, I tried to get a little bite in. Um yeah, you're right. One hundred percent evolution is um it's pretty big in music. But um music is always the same. Vibrations. I think that Bob Marley hit it right on the head. he said that music can heal heal the soul, heal. There's actual studies on YouTube. Shout out to YouTube, the guys that Deliver YouTube and, you know, shout out to those guys that made YouTube because YouTube's have everything on it. While Molly showed and proved it, it's proven, almost proven now, if you listen to certain songs and certain frequencies and you have a certain illness, it would actually change the way the illness DNA is beginning to shape. I I can't figure it out. Like, that's too deep for me. But it's like music is a very unique tool that we neglect. We, um... We use it for, like, maybe beginning satisfactory or satisfaction, if that's it. And then they, you may use it as a time passer, but they don't really utilize music. Instead of being a musician, you know music. I know music. And music is like, to me, I get tired of listening to music every now and then, but there's always something that draws me back to music. It might be like a bird chirping in the sky or hearing a plane fly over. That's music, too, considered is noise. Noise is sound. Sound is music. It's music. It may be a different type of form of music, you know, but everything in the world, the the earth has never stopped moving, thank God, but there's a sound the earth makes. If you go further north, the northern lights and stuff like that, I'm really, I'm digging books. I'm really digging books and reading and studying and learning and gotta study nature. This is, you know, being a DJ is more than just being a DJ. I'm, I'm more than that. I'm always trying to be more aware of life. The earth, if you go to the Northern Lights, there's a certain sound the Aurora lights make, and that sound is so unique. You never hear it nowhere else, but in a place where it's quiet, and you got to be really, really close to the North Pole to hear it. So so there's music and sound everywhere, man, like, you know what I mean, and it's just like, it's just more, people need to go and start more embracing and looking at music different, you know, tapping on your, uh, on the keyboard or like on a, on the floor or on your desk, you're making rhythm or you're making sound. It's more to these things, you know. And if that thing can touch you better and make you a better person, then let it. It's just what type of music you input in your body to allow you to be a better person. Because that's another thing, too. Music Sometimes music, like not all trap music is, you know, but majority of the time that music is so degrading and um, so negative. Can't listen to that stuff. It's toxic, it's like, and, and it's not what you want to be. I'm not knocking artists right now, but you know, if I, it was up to me, I wouldn't listen to it. Honestly, I was the beats are excellent and the beats are great, but some of this trap music is just really not supposed to be listened to. Just bottom line, it is what it is. It's the, the energy is not good. Just mad derogatory, and it treats and teaches others to be derogatory. And we should be more uplifting, and we should be more. Kind of edifying to help each other out
0: instead of beating each other down through music. You know? Music is not for that. I could definitely see that. And if, if you could give a piece of advice, like you know, to the kids who are kind of in that scene, what would you say to them? For kids that sing, you said. Yeah, like like to the rappers, like like who are making oh. music, you know, like the Takashi's, the et cetera, right. name it.
1: Jesus know. Christ, I,
0: Um... <laughs> <laughs> he's a
1: train wreck, he's man great. Yeah, He's he's definitely got himself in the jam um, Bottom line, man It's just that I noticed that a lot of rappers smoke heavy weed I don't know I'm not, I'm not a weed smoker So I don't know The metaphor behind it For years I noticed that, you know, rappers smoke weed I asked the permanent rappers why They say because it makes your mind clear So I'm thinking about it And I'm thinking about it and If it makes your mind clear smoke weed, and you do these things, then you should have everything that's coming out your mouth supposed to be clear. Because you said the smoke weed, because it makes you clear. But then the rappers these days, that talk is always about shooting, I'll shoot you up, kill you, or sell a trap or a key. And so you're not really clear. You're really going back to where you're from or you're reverting back to where you, your nature of where you're around, the area you're around. My advice would be, so start traveling the world. If you live in, let's say, Memphis, Tennessee, go five, six towns over. Just take a ride or a trip out of state. Maybe cross state lines. If you live, New York City is a perfect example. There's people in New York City that never left New York City. I can't figure that one out. But leave New York City. Go somewhere else where there's a different culture, where there's different vibes at, there's different um, a sound. Start listening to different music. Before you want to be a rapper, or anything, forget hip-hop. Go out and listen to other music. Go out and listen to tribal music from Africa. Or go out and listen to country music from the heart of Nashville. <clears throat> People say, that's crazy. Why would you want to do that? Because you start understanding and, and learning more about your culture and what your culture is. Because how would you know what your culture is if you don't even know who you are? You know what I'm saying? So you're rapping about like, situations around things you see. But instead of wrapping around things you see, change the game up a little bit and revamp it, like the world. Keep Everything keeps evolving. Evolve from that. Rap about things you see or rap about things you know that you might have seen, but how to either be better from it or how to move on from it. Because you continually trap people into keeping in that one particular genre, and you trap them into being exactly where you're talking about. That's why I guess they call it trap music. Huh, hint, hint. But it's... <laughs> It, it's funny that rappers just dated some rappers. Like, you tell them, it split a 16 real quick. They, you know, I, I kill you this, that, pop this off, in the, and the, will F this girl. And I'm like, put it in. And you just so derogatory. Like, and it's enough. Like, old school hip-hop artists and battle rappers back then barely cursed. And they were always rapping about you. Like, they were talking about your clothes. They were talking about how you are, your character. But they weren't talking about killing you. And you know, they're like, that. I mean, they're talking about killing you verbally. But... It wouldn't be negatory, like negative towards you. And it was always kind of uplifting about you have to do this, you have to do this positive movement. And that positive movement left and it died. I guess when Gangsta Rap came in, it kind of like went left field and nobody wanted to hear that type of music no more. But that is what we need in this world where it is right now. You know, like the people in New Zealand just got killed, all those 49 people murdered. One person murdered all these people off of hate. That much hate in the world make you do that? You know what I'm saying? How much hate do you hate somebody for to murder them? Like you know, And none of those people did anything to that man, I'm pretty sure. I'm not saying I know anything, but I don't like going to politics, but I'm pretty sure none of them people did anything to that man. But if you hate somebody that much for their nationality or their color of their skin or their, their religious background, you better check yourself, man, and like kind of go into your, your closet, travel the world, see how the coaches do it, how the coaches embrace you. And, and then you come back and you have a newfound look on the music, and that's where you start your your your, your
0: career. I think and I think that would help. It's really well put and well said. You know, because I do. I, I always insist like traveling is probably one of the best things you could ever do for yourself. If you really want to invest in your mind, in your heart, your soul. And Absolutely, it's perfect. I, I love that piece of advice you get. You just. Excuse me. I love that piece of advice you just gave.
1: And no, thank you, man.
0: Just, like, my one final question is, like, you know, like, what are your plans for the future? What are you looking ahead? What What are you planning on? Are you dropping – do you have another project dropping soon? Like, what's happening? Like, tell people what you're up to.
1: Well, right now, pretty much, yeah, I do have another project I'm working on with the label. Now, this project coming up is going to be pretty much with the label. That's the reason why I haven't dropped anything yet. but. Um I'll go to the future and I'll come back to the present. DJ e. Mapra in ten years. Should be somewhere everybody knows him in the world, at where he's well known. But not enough knowing that he's like a celebrity, like you know, talent like that level yet. But knowing well this guy makes this type of music, he produces this type of music, he plays this type of music, and he's this type of guy. Um I wanted to change as many places because I, I grew up in a neighborhood. I didn't grow up in a ghetto. I grew up around the ghetto, but I didn't grow up in the ghetto. Um, I always was in the streets. So the streets was there. I had an opportunity to get, have the stereotype of all children of the ghetto, per se, is what they say. But not all children of the ghetto do all things of the ghetto, you know. So I was advantaged, uh, I was you know awarded a big opportunity to go to college and travel the world and I see all these things, but you don't have to be a product of your environment. So you could be, there's a lot of people now coming from nothing and being self-made millionaires. You don't have to be, you know, broke, poor, and then have to worry about somebody telling you what to do or how to do it or trying to give you something all the time. Go out there and give it yourself. Be that person, and that's the person I I, I am in the future. I'm done, but I'm pretty much financially where I already need to be and my family's taken care of. We're all good. And we're now just doing other ventures. Now, through music, maybe we might start labels. We might start studios, production, movie production studios. One of my biggest things I, I think I want to um, try to accomplish is working on a movie uh, sound studio. But I want to get some movies like mo- uh, mini series, and um, work with other artists and other producers and directors that need an outlook. So we have enough capital to go to, to, to like a, a conference room and talk. I say, hey, you are a director. This is what you have in mind. What is your vision? Let me hear it. And he tells me the vision. How can we be a part of it? How can we make it work for you? So DJ Hoffman Enterprises, per se, he can come and help your business grow, help your business get better. And now we're helping changing the world little by little through business, the way we wear clothes, the way we talk, the way we act, the way we educate our mind, the way we educate our body. You know, how much, how much investment have you worked out? How much time have you invested in your body? How much time have you invested in your heart? You know, things like that. And now I'm that guy to the point where I'm not just the DJ no more. I'm super entrepreneur, super um, philanthropist, super um, motivated speaker, Um just to a point where everybody is when they know I'm there in the room, their energy changes if you're mad upset, you can't be mad around me because my energy directed towards you is going to always be love, and it's to always be that type of way. and how can I help you not hand you something? how can I help you? you know, and that's D j inhoff in the future. Um, right now, coming down to the present is just I'm always in my studio. Just going back over the basics. Um, I was posting on Instagram, um, like me just practicing every Thursday, and then Instagram started cutting me off. So I kind of got tired of that. Uh did Facebook for a little bit. They would cut me off again because of the music is not is copyrighted. So I was trying to figure out another idea to try to um to do this whatever where they won't do it and won't um chop me. So, I'm thinking about maybe starting to go on YouTube and open up a YouTube channel. And this is in the like, near future, probably next couple of months, weeks to months, um, where I just record a session and then I just post it on Instagram and I'll post it to YouTube. And I'll do dialogues on everything that I'm talking about now on how music has changed and how we can change music. And things like that. Um, we're working on. Um, I'm working on trying to get with us another groups and DJ groups and hook up with other um, groups of DJs. To learn their experiences, meet new friends, just get out in the streets and see how the DJs feel, how their life, is, how their life is impacted by DJing. And that's what I do on a, on a regular week. My regular week does starts like that. Monday, like in a little bit, I'm gonna start going and recording for my radio show, DJing for the radio show, and then I'll. Um, turn around and do some more studying, Uh, studying like certain things like how to scratch better or how to put more time. And even though I know enough of that stuff to know it, I can never learn enough of it. So just daily routine as I just continually do, just try to grind, how to talk on the microphone, put microphone etiquette, Um, how to deliver speeches, certain things. I do public speaking in my own house to myself. Makes it sounds stupid. I go to the mirror and I say I just read the entire dialogue over and over and over and over again until I make no mistakes. And those are little things that I do to kind of better myself so that when I have like these platforms, like your your podcast, that I can speak to people, they understand me well. And shout out to you, um, Chase, for having that this this the stage, man, the uh, platform that you know you can speak to the artists and the DJs and people that are trying to do something better, you know, and you have a, a real big responsibility and any more people like you, you're like, you're a great person. You have, sound, you have a great personality and you just you're, you're going forward, bro. You know, and that's a great thing, man. It's a great thing. And I think that's my life, man. From now,
0: from here on
1: out, I think that's where we're going to go towards and that's where we're going to head to.
0: Well, I just want to say, you know, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. You know, uh, well, when I was scheduling this out, you know, with uh, Natalie getting everything set up. Shout out to Natalie, by the way.
1: Absolutely, um, Natalie, Sean, Big Mom,
0: Them, the Federal
1: District Records, April Kyle. You already know.
0: Yeah, you know, like it, it was. It, I, i checking out your music, checking out everyone. I could tell like this was a real solid label. These are these are New York MCs new york djs so i really loved i love all kinds of vibes i love all regions of artistry you know i'll interview anyone i don't care if you're a dj rapper dancer producer i want to i really want to give everyone a voice and i created this platform for that reason and it's like the thing is like when you speak i learn too like this is like i feel like a listener at, at points and like that's that that's why i love to do this podcast it's I I love to learn from everyone. And it's nice, you know, I have to sit back and just really get a different perspective. Because, like, you know what I mean? It's like, no matter what, it's like, we're all humans. And being in hip-hop, it's like, I don't know, the world just feels divided sometimes. And It's like, as hip-hop fans, as hip-hop artists, or however we're involved in the culture, we just got to stick together. I think everyone needs to stick together and just show love where it needs to be shown. Absolutely. 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 You know, right now, we, like, okay. I'm not a prima donna. I'm not going to ever charge anyone to be a guest on my podcast. It's like, it's all free. Right, like, <laughs> right. I, right. I, I believe in that, man. I, I'm like that on my radio show. Like, right? I can't.
1: It just doesn't make sense to me to, hey, hit $20, you can be on my show. You pay me $20 so that you can speak your voice, but speaking is free. They already charge us for everything in the world. Why would you want to charge us for speech? You know, like. That doesn't make sense to me. So I, I hear you 100%, bro. Like, that, that's that's great, man. And that's I'm very humble. That's, that money's going to come back to you, like, 100-fold. I guarantee it. Like, karma yeah. is, like, the greatest thing and the worst thing for people. You know, it's the way how you use it, I believe. And I, I believe in karma in to the extent that if you do things now, it'll come back to you. Always will. And you never have money or you may not have this now. And that money is just going to appear just like out of nowhere. Because it has happened to me a ton of times, bro. I had no equipment. I started off on an SB2 uh, Pioneer, uh small controller, and I bought it used from Guitar Center. Didn't have no money but $300 to do my first party. I had a MacBook that my mom gave me. Um, that thing was like a dinosaur. But I was using like Serato Sur- Intro, and I was DJing parties and just doing my thing, doing that, whatever. Then someone came to me and was like, yo, you need to go to this website, put down a couple of dollars, here, and you can just rent your, your equipment, lease your equipment so you get your new one. And that's how I started getting more equipment and started studying more and learning more and just hooking up with people for free. All these things came for free. I was doing parties for free. I was looking out for people for free. If I had money that need, someone needed, you know, something for like a studio speaker, a speaker blown or whatever, they need a little bit of dollars to help them. I'll help them out. Why not? If I got the money, I'll help them out. And when it came back to me, I don't know how much fold by now. Because, like I said, I've been getting gigs for so many years now. So many people have been booking me. And, and so all this stuff, it helps and it comes back. And that's just because I'm here interviewing and doing the same thing you're doing. And like I said, so it, it's going to come back to you, bro. It, it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but, you know, the next day it will be happening. I guarantee
0: you. Oh, yeah. I mean, and plus, like, this is this kind of thing, like, this is not work for me. I just love I love to talk to people and this, just really get, like, because it's like, you know, I got a lot of family from the East Coast, so it's like whenever I get to speak to anyone from the East Coast, West Coast, or anywhere, it's just, I, I really just like the, there's just a certain feeling that, like, New York people bring, though, like, and that's why, Perfect. or Jersey people, like, there's a certain energy that they have, and it's like, you have that Perfect. energy, that's why I think oh, it's a blessing cool. to interview you, you know? Absolutely,
1: like, likewise, bro, where you, where, you,
0: where you guys at now, Where are you based out of? Oh, me? I'm, a, I'm based out of Oregon right now. I'm currently living oh, wow, in Salem, okay. Oregon. Bro, I'm, Super. All, I'm way across
1: the map. <laughs> way across the map. Shout out to Oregon, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, shout out oh, to I, Oregon,
1: you know. We was in Cali, Nevada. We was in um, Las Vegas was three years, three four years ago. And um this is a mind-blowing thing, man. I was the first time ever being in the West Coast. And um, I'm not going to lie. Shout out to New York. Shout out to BX, Queens, Harlem, Brooklyn, all that, you know, formalities we always do. But there's nothing like the West Coast. I, I kid you. Like I don't know, man. You say that the East Coast people got like energy, and it's just so laid back that over in the West Coast that you don't want to leave. I didn't want to leave. Bro. I wanted to stay there for another week or two because I just couldn't believe like the way the vibe is out there. It's just it's peaceful. Even in the ghetto, in the hood, it's it's kind of like different. It's not like New York is so fast paced and no one talks to you out here. It's it's like. Terrible. We're terrible. We, everybody has somewhere they've got to get to, and they're going to it. That's it. There's no um, highs, no highs, no no one. Take the time to, like, let you pass driving the car. They cut you off, and we're reckless, horrible. There's no excuse for us to be the way we are. But that seems like the way New York teaches you to be. You've got to get to where you have to be, plan A, from point A to point B, and you've got to get there as soon as you can. No shortcuts, no stopping. Unless you stop for coffee, or you stop for like a bacon egg and cheese or something, you eat that on the way to your plan to be um, your destination be. By the time you get there, your food's done. Now you can sit down. You can do what you do. In the West Coast, it's like
0: uh,
1: Cali life. That's that's what it felt like. And I was like, man, I, I got to get back out there. Got
0: to get back out there. Dude, you need to, bro. You need to. I got I got some plans. As well as being a podcaster, I'm, I'm a rapper myself, so, like, I'm definitely planning on performing. So, like, yeah, maybe one of these days, you know, if you're out in Portland, do wherever. We can link up. We could do another live podcast. I don't really care. I mean, I'm all, I'm, just hang out. Like, fuck content. We could just kick true. it and just shoot the shit like normal people, you know? I would
1: love I would definitely love to do that, bro. I, I appreciate the um hostality out there. I would definitely take you on your offer. Um real soon and send me some music too you know I always I'll play it I'll play it all day I
0: just what I do send me music yeah. to my email
1: and um I got you I got you covered don't no worry uh, well
0: I got I, get, I just want to let you know I yeah there is something in the works like I I don't want to tell the people quite yet but there's something, spe- okay. something special okay. in the works and maybe you could even play it once you get your show up and running on YouTube maybe you could debut it on there or something
1: Hell, I I oh, debut I, I debut on my radio show. <laughs> I can I can debut on my radio show Thursday, no problem. <laughs> <You have laughs> when, uh, whenever yeah, you, you have your
0: radio
1: show. Yeah, I got four radio stations I play for right now. Um, shout out to Legal Crime, shout out to Urban Eight, shout out to uh, Fresh Beats, shout out to uh, KHS Radio out in Iowa. Um, playing right. DJM Hopper. out in the UK. They playing me out there. They playing me out in Belgium. Uh, the radio show's yeah. doing pretty good, getting a lot of good views, so we definitely got platforms, bro. sending me some music, I got you. I got you. I mean that on my yeah. word.
0: I appreciate it, because like, it's like the way I look at it, man, it's like people like us, like when people didn't give us a platform, we had to create our own, and Absolutely.
1: uh just, like,
0: thank, thank you just for being so cool, you know, just being, uh-huh. being open, Likewise. being, uh, whenever anyone like comes to me, like, you know, whether it was in that like, just to come on my show, it's just, like, the fact that you guys come to me, it's, like, it's a blessing. So, just thank you. I really appreciate your, your your outreach. And, yeah, just keep on doing your thing. Keep on pushing hard, and we'll stay in touch.
1: Absolutely, bro. It was a pleasure, man. Thanks again, man. Shout out to you again, man, everybody that's listening. You know, just so you can follow me on Instagram, DJ at DJ Hopper. Twitter, like, DJ underscore M-Hoffer. Um, I'm there, man. Hit me up. I like to take personal advice. I like to take personal opinion. I don't care how bad or good it is i still take it <laughs> you know i i listen to it and I, i'll take it in heat man people who actually text me and dm me problems and stuff now I, I think that's so cool i feel so connected because of that um this is the last year i'm gonna share i'm gonna shut because i can talk too much about it. but um yeah instagram lady hit me up one day and she's like you know dj and half they call me half or whatever half of am going through this problem and my boyfriend I think he's cheating on me, and I'm like, Yo, So you know, you need to <clears throat> do X and Y Z, and you know, work on that. So she gave me back, and she took my advice. She said, I did what it did. I found out he's cheating. I left his sorry ass, and thank you so much for the advice. You need to be somewhere else where you can talk to people and get your advice out. And I said, listen, at DJM Hoffa hit me on Instagram and hit me in the DM. And let me know what's up. Some don't send me the creepy stuff though. Like some other dude, <laughs> one do some creepy stuff, dude. I'm like, bro. All right, I'm not going that route. Not not with you, bro. Like, <laughs> hit me up man, if you got issues. You need to say, I'm not no Steve Harvey or nothing, but hell, I'll you know, give it a <laughs> shot. <Watch out. laughs> you, gotta, you gotta look
0: out for those freaky motherfuckers, bro. Slipping in your DMs, man. you, you want to hear the story real quick, bro? We a
1: story. Right. This is a
0: thirty-second 30
1: story. Thirty-second <laughs> story, bro. Dude hit me in the, in the DM. He's like, Yo, I love your show. Every time I listen to your show, my my nips get hard, and I start touching myself in in different ways. And I look at your picture on Instagram, and I kiss your face. And I'm like, yo, bro, like, I didn't even, like, respond to this guy because I was scared that he was going to actually think I like that. Like, like, come on. Like, man, just say you like the show and let it be that, you know. (laughs) Touching the nips and grabbing. Yo, bro, we don't go that route, you know. (laughs) Not not yeah, oh, I'm not talking nobody, but you know I, I'm a handsome dude, bro. But gross. <laughs> We're not going down that
0: road, man. Absolutely. Not much of a gentleman is he? No. Just <laughs> try to keep it
1: cordial. You are trying to keep it cordial and keep it simple, and that's it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Hell yeah! No, there we go. We need to. You might need to do another show outside of your radio show called Doctor Hoffa. I like
1: it. I like it. I got the right but I'll, give you, I'll,
0: cut, I'll cut you a check. I like, company, man. You go, I like that. There you go. I like that. I like it, bro. If you, you could, even if you did it on your radio show, you could just make it a segment. You know, you could – have you ever <coughs> doing, do like, a live segment where maybe you, you keep their names anonymous but, like, you, you explain it? Bro, I think you wanted something right there, man. I like that. Dude, try it on your radio show. I think it would be a great idea. I mean, like, that's like – because it's like – I mean, I – Cause like if people are coming to you like definitely you know try it, like you know sort of, like, don't out anyone but you, you seem like a wow guy.
1: I think you just made me change my whole entire direction I think that's definitely the next step for me right now Look at that we are creating on the show Look at that Look at bro
0: We already we already getting oh, you, man. Thank
1: you man This is I got it. if it goes national you know you know I'm calling you right
0: Oh I know bro i you I got to I, I go on your domain eventually. We might have to schedule. Yeah, I might so, have to go on their show.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? After the show, after the show's up, it says, you know, got my information, just text me. You got my number, just text me, and we'll talk after the show's over <clears throat> or whenever you have free chance, and then we'll um, set something up. Oh, and I'll yeah, do the exact same thing. Exact oh, yeah, same thing. I'm All right, awesome. my brother? <laughs> I like
0: that bro I appreciate
1: brother. it doctor, <laughs> doctor DJ. I appreciate it bro Hell you never know One day I might be Steve Harvey All over again But just a cooler version The younger Cause he's like Super old now. I got beard He looks terrible I got hair I got a lot of hair too
0: Yeah
1: dude You so, just gotta
0: keep Yeah dude Keep on growing man Keep on evolving And just getting better At what you
1: do You too my brother Appreciate you man And like I said It's always a privilege To hear from great brothers Like yourself man Keep on rocking man Doing your thing And we appreciate you Out here
0: no, oh, thank you, man. Well, I, I appreciate you. You know, like I said, everything makes, everybody makes the world go around in some sort of way. And, like, you know, we, we need people, we need music in this world. We need DJs. We need people trying to expose, you know, the right kind of music. So Absolutely. thank you for coming on the show and, and bringing your energy.
1: No, man, no, anytime, bro. Anytime I mean, if anything, let me know. This if you'll be in touch with Dr. Hospital, I'm definitely going to work on that, too. <laughs> there we go, bro.
0: There we go.
1: There you go, bro. All right, brother. Take care, man. Thanks again.
0: I right, take All right. care, bro. Have a great day. You too, man. Have a good one.